Most of you that know me know me because of my Twitter, where I'm a part of the Florida Gator fan base. This weekend, our fan base lost a very well-known and loved member. He has gone way too soon at the age of 21. Tyler Hall, also known on Twitter as Tice, was as loyal as a fan as you can be, but an even better person. We will always cherish and remember him, and his memory will never, ever be forgotten. If you're religious, I just ask you to take a quick prayer for his friends and family. And if that's not your thing, uh, just crack open a beer, specifically a bush light, and celebrate a life that impacted so many lives in a positive way. We are live from the great state of Tennessee, home of the Honky Tonk, Andrew Jackson, Lookout Mountain, and Terrible Drivers. My name is Patrick Simpson, and this is Paranoid, the podcast where we break down the craziest conspiracy theories of all time and separate fact from fiction. So once again, I have to give a gigantic shout out to all of you. I mean, y'all are really are amazing. Hundreds of listens, subscribers, reviews. I mean, it, it. It's just it's crazy. I mean, like I said, I'm I'm learning. I'm getting new at this, and y'all are still being supportive. Y'all really are the best. I might thank you every single episode. I mean, there really are no words to describe how thankful I am. I'm trying to put put together a really good podcast for you. Like I said, I'm still learning, still getting some tips, but. I have a really great vision for this. And for those of you that have been here since the beginning, like I said, I will forever be grateful. You know, who knows where this thing ends up going in the future. But at least you can say you were here at the beginning. Whether it's a train wreck or it actually turns out to be something big, you know, you can say that you were a part of this at the beginning. So for those of you that are listening for the first time, at the beginning of every episode, we start out with a just a random story has nothing to do with the actual topic of the podcast, but I just like interacting with people that follow me. So on Twitter, if you see something funny or interesting, I ask people to tag me in it, and then I'll talk about it. So today, um, Jen on Twitter, uh, you can follow her at GoGators712. She tagged me in this story, and the story did go viral, um, something that most people, if you're on social media, saw. But apparently... Beethoven is black. And when I like initially heard it, I was like zoned out that day or something. And I thought they were talking about the dog. And it was just like, what is going on? But then obviously they're talking about the famous composer. And I don't even know if this is like actually a fact. It's like one person came up with some research and found that like he was like powdering his face and he was telling like his artists and painters to like paint him white, which I mean, I guess for that time would make sense because, you know, what the world was like back then. I don't know. The dude was born in like Germany or something. So who knows? But I'm going to figure out if we can find some clues. Now, I know I've heard this musical before. It's called Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. Like I know I've heard it before. 
maybe probably just from the movie about the dog because our education system really only told us about him for like a paragraph. But I'm going to listen to this and see if I can pick up any signs about him being who he says he is, who they say he is. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, that's some fire right there, man. Come on. Come on, Beethoven. Yep. Mm. Mm. Go, Beethoven. Go, Beethoven. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. We're going to party like it's 1500. Put on the blouse. Put on your suit. Beethoven. DJ Beethoven on the ones and twos. Mm. Man. You know what? This man. Didn't even try to hide it. I don't care what you say. That is some straight fire. We're going to be playing that in Vegas when I go. We're going to be playing that the whole way there. That's just some absolute fire, my man. Beethoven was with the movement. I guess he wasn't with the movement because he painted his face. But my man was black. You know, I'm going to have to start playing him a little bit more, you know, just to give him some appreciation. Beethoven, my man, you had nothing. Absolutely nothing to be ashamed of. They would have still loved you if you were black dropping some fire like that. I guarantee you, my man is up in heaven right now, spinning that DJ, having him a good old time with no shame. My man Beethoven, I can't wait to meet you. All right, we're getting way off track. Let's go ahead and get into the story for today. So today's episode comes from episode three of the documentary Tiger King. And unless you've been literally living under a rock, you have at least heard of it. If you haven't seen it, that is okay. Um, I'm going to give you some background information so that you know exactly what's going on. The whole documentary as a whole, basically, it's just some absolute madness and garbage, honestly, about basically it's about Joe Exotic and his arch nemesis, Carol Baskin, who is who we will be focusing on today. But basically, they're like, not zookeepers. I mean, what you would call these people. I mean, they're lunatics. No offense if you're listening, Carol. But they're they basically, they take, they say big cats. I don't know why they don't say tigers. But they take these tigers and they basically, like, have their own, like, crazy zoo type thing. And they're at war with each other for supremacy. I mean, it's just some absolute madness. I'm not gonna. You don't have to say. You don't have to watch it. Um, we're just talking about the specific part of it. But basically, long story short, episode three, we go into detail about Carol Baskin and her husband Don Lewis. And this is way before the Joe Exotic madness and any kind of robberies. They had just got started out with what they were doing, and. In 1997, her husband, Don Lewis, just goes missing, literally without a trace. There are no charges. There are no hearings. There's nothing. The police didn't do their due diligence and their skepticism why, but they didn't really search the property. They really didn't do anything. So they don't like even have like a prime suspect, but we have a prime suspect. And today we're going to put her on trial. So Carol Baskin, please come to the stand.
So today, we're just going to lay it all out on the line. We're just going to give out all the facts and basically sort through and decide what exactly happened. Is she guilty or is she innocent? So it starts off in 1994. Her and her husband, Don Lewis, start the Big Cat Rescue, which, like I said, it's just this gigantic, not a zoo. I think they get offended when you call it zoo. But basically, just this habitat place for tigers to roam peacefully without being stuck in homes. And seems like everything's going great. They're millionaires. Life is happy. But then in August of 1997, her husband, Don Lewis, literally disappears without a trace early in the morning. And there are two main conspiracy theories. And the first one is basically if you should love or support or have faith in Carol Baskin, then this is basically your theory that he ran away to go live in Costa Rica. And this was most likely with his side chick or whoever he was having an affair with. And to be fair to Carol, I think we do know that there is proof that he was having affairs. And I think there was a woman or women's probably in Costa Rica that he was having an affair with. So it's not like those accusations are just made up. But basically, long story short, nothing happened to him. He's probably still alive today. He ran off to go live in paradise with the woman of his dreams. And then there's this opposite theory, which is which I think most people believe. And it's been memes, TikToks, videos. I mean, you've seen this stuff everywhere. Basically, this theory is that Carol Baskin killed him and put him in the meat grinder and then fed him to her tigers. And I know that sounds like super gruesome. If you haven't um, watched this, I don't know, maybe that's kind of shocking. This is a G-rated podcast. I don't know if that's gruesome for kids. Um Cover your ears, Charlie, if you're listening to this. I mean, it sounds like something off a of saw. And I mean, that's just how, but that's like one, it's not even what the whole show's about. That's like one episode. They just kind of just, you know, skirt that theory out there and then be like, oh, well, that's it. Let's go ahead and move on. But that's the prevailing theory. But guess what, guys? Both of those theories are wrong. And today, I'm going to tell you why. So first off, we can just go ahead and get rid of the conspiracy theory that he ran away to Costa Rica with this side chick. All the money of his savings and investments and everything were not touched. And he never used his credit card for any kind of purchase at all. As someone that has seen literally every single episode of Crime Junkie, I've seen Dateline. I've seen Abducted in Plain Sight. I've seen all these shows and movies about disappearances. And just about every single time, People that are planning to run away slowly subtract money and put it into some kind of secret account, maybe under a hidden name or just cash. Even if he did have some secret lover, he was not going to give up all those millions just for her. And honestly, the reality is that secret lover probably was mainly dating him with his for his money. So I doubt he just dropped it all to go be with her and be absolutely poor. The day after he went missing, the vehicle was found at this tiny airport 40 miles away from Tampa. So, if you believe this theory, we're supposed to believe that he took off hiding, never wanting to be seen again, 
but his car is literally sitting right by the tracks at the airport. Not in like the parking lot. I mean, it's literally sitting by the track at the airport. It literally makes no sense. In addition, the investigators on the case went to Costa Rica for a week where his property, he had 400 acres out there. That property was untouched and no one had seen him. So unless he paid off the entire country with money that he left in his account, then someone would have came forward and said something that they saw him or knew who he was or where he was. Literally nothing about this theory makes sense, but I do know there are a good amount that believe he left under his own doing. I guess mainly if you really like Carol and you don't think she's capable of something like this, you really have to believe this theory. But I'm sorry to tell you, it makes absolutely zero sense. The Hillsborough County Sheriff that was on the case believes that he never left the country. And I mean, to me, I think that this is pretty clear cut. The next theory is the most popular one and is the one, like I said, is on the, all the memes and that you see all over social media and that Joe Exotic made the song about. And because he made this song and because the documentary, he gets a lot of credit for this theory. But the thing is, Don Lewis's family actually gave this theory in 1997 when it first happened. And of course, this is the theory that basically Carol Baskin killed him, put him in the meat grinder and fed him to the tigers. And to start off, there's the entire debate, first off, about whether any remains would be left after someone got ate by a tiger. And the answer to that is probably no. First off, it is extremely rare that they literally ate every single part, did not leave any bones. I mean, they ate that thing like I eat some Popeye's chicken. I mean, they must have been absolutely starving. I mean, and it's, seeing that she really did take care of them, that is not likely. And honestly, tigers do not even eat humans like that, like at all. And they definitely like don't eat it fully like that. And the other problem is if she didn't just feed them to the tigers, then that means you have to go to the meat grinder conspiracy. But the meat grinder that she has at her home would be impossible to fit a body through. And if you see the documentary or even know anything about meat grinders, you know, most normal ones are not that large. Like she just couldn't pick up the body and just put it through there. And in order for her to have to have even have somehow did this, she would have had to like grab him by the shoulders and drag him. And this would have just been a very long and tedious process that would have been easy for her to get caught. You have to keep in mind how big her property is. This isn't just like a regular house where everything's just right there in the room. So in order for any of these conspiracies to work, she more she would have definitely had to have had help. I mean, she's Don Lewis wasn't like gigantic, but dead weight it, it is hard to carry. Like even like tiny people that like pass out and stuff, one person can't do it. So there's just no way that she actually did all this. And so, or at least if she did it, she had to have help. And what you see in most crime cases like this is that someone always talks, literally always. There are cases in history where people come forward like 20, laters, 20 years later with confessions. The kind of people that she was working with, that as far as friends that would have been able to do this, would have definitely not have been able to keep the secret this long. Only serial killers or experienced people in crime are able to live with something this crazy 
this grueling without at least calling the police and giving some kind of anonymous tip without outing themselves. Like just, it just doesn't ever happen. Like she just wasn't hanging out with a bunch of goons and Tony Soprano and people that just would have been able to do something. This group, I mean, this is a, a G rated podcast. So I try not to go into too much crazy detail, but I just want you to think that her and a friend put her husband in a meat grinder and then took those remains and fed them to the tigers. I just, I just don't see it. I mean, I just don't see it. I mean, she's crazy. Don't get me wrong. She is crazy and who knows what she's capable of, but this theory as popular as it is, just honestly doesn't make much sense to me. But don't get me wrong. Carol Baskin is definitely guilty of some kind of involvement. Don Lewis told his family and close friends that he was planning on divorcing her and that he was actually going to tell her that day that he went missing. He gave his assistant an envelope stating that if anything happened to him to give that envelope to the police. This note showed that he filed a restraining order against her stating that she threatened to kill him and that she had a gun, and she also took his gun that he had and hid it. In addition, his will also conveniently changed and took all the inheritance that was supposed to go to his kid, and it went to Carol. And in this random crazy document, the power of attorney was granted to her in case of, quote, disability or disappearance. Nothing about death, disability or disappearance. And there's people that have done like notaries that have stated that like in their 20 plus years of work, they have never, ever, ever seen something like this done. Now, you may say death and untimely accident or something of that sort, but nobody just puts only disability or disappearance in their will. And then years later, over a decade later, it was actually determined that this document was forged. But because of the statute of limitations, the police couldn't do anything about it. So we know for a fact that this document is fake and she wasn't even supposed to get this property. The property was supposed to go to her kids. But because it took them forever to figure it out, because this investigation was an absolute sham, there's nothing that they can do about it. So what actually happened? Like, why are we here? What do I think happened? What happened is actually pretty poetic considering what Joel Exotic tried to do to her, but it really is the only thing that makes sense. Basically, she hired someone to do the job for her. She may not be all right in the head, but she's smart enough to not take a chance of any remains being found on her property. And you got to keep in mind that he was a millionaire and she obviously had access to that money. So basically, she's a millionaire, too. So she had plenty of money to get this done by actual legitimate people. If he had actually went through the divorce, she would have gotten nothing. That means she would have lost everything, including those tigers. And if you watch this documentary or know anything about her, you know how much she loves these tigers. She would have done anything, anything to keep those tigers with her. And at the time that he would have went missing... Carol's alibi is that she was on the way to get groceries at 3 a.m. and her car conveniently broke down. Obviously, this seems super suspicious because who goes grocery shopping at 3 a.m. in the morning? 
And this in itself leads people to believe that it was a false alibi to cover the time that she was killing him. But we do know for a fact that her brother, who is a sheriff, and his partner came by, ran into her as she was stuck on the side of the road. And they picked her up and took her home at about 3.30. She called the police and reported him missing at 1 p.m. that next day. So all that killing and grinding and feeding and cleaning would have been 100% done and spot-free in 10 hours. And I'm sorry, but that is just not likely. What really happened is I believe that she knew that the hitmen or whoever did it were coming to get him at that time, and she didn't want to be there. Obviously, why would you want to be there? I mean, it, it, it makes sense. And she never had any, she always had the intentions of getting pulled over or her car breaking down because she wanted like to actually be seen. Because if she would have just said, hey, I'm going to the store, like no one would probably believe her. There'd be no proof. So basically, I don't even think anything was wrong with the vehicle. She just pulled over and knew that eventually someone, I don't know if she knew it was going to be the police, but she knew someone eventually would come by and be a good Samaritan and help. And her alibi would literally be spotless because we have other people to basically corroborate with what she said. And I do have, I believe this is what happened. I do have a small theory um, that he was into some bad stuff and apparently there were some issues he had with like insurance fraud and he was doing some super sketchy stuff with like flipping houses so who knows what else this guy could have been into it could have been maybe something with drugs or he owed some money it could have been something like that and basically she could have collaborated with those people um basically enemy of my enemy is your friend type thing. I don't think that's likely, but I do think that is also a small possibility, but I'm going with the basically hitman slash she paid someone to do it theory. And honestly, this is why the case will probably always remain closed because professional hitmen have no emotional attachment to these type of things and will never come forward. And these people have tons of hits on them. So if they came forward, I mean, they would have to eventually come forward on all the stuff that they did and they're just not going to do that. That's just never how it works. And unfortunately, circumstantial evidence by itself is not enough to charge someone. So Carol Baskin will likely live out the rest of her life knowing that she got away with murder. That is all I got for today. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and hit subscribe, leave a five-star review. We'll be doing this every Monday. We're going to cover just about everything. It's not going to be just aliens, not just going to be government conspiracy theories. Basically, anything that's going on in the world right now, we are going to cover. If you hated this, just stick through it with me. I'm getting better. We're going to have fun with this. We're going to start doing call-ins, start having more guests on the show. It's going to be exciting. This is going to be good. Follow me on Twitter at underscore Patrick Simpson. I'm going to be talking about these episodes. We're going to have some discussions. I want you to tweet me your theory on what you think happened to Don Lewis, and I'll tell you if you're right or wrong. That's all I got for today. We'll be back next week with another episode. My name is Patrick Simpson, and this is Paranoid.